Happy Sunday and welcome to our inaugural podcast. Uh, we're we're still working on a name, to be honest, right, Dill? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it's uh, my son Dylan and, and I, James. We're uh, we've got a few possibilities. Our, our initial thought was was Dad's right. I have obvious qualms with that. There's some issues with that one. Um, JD because uh, James and Dylan plus you know Jack Daniels. Sure. Oh, yeah, I never cool. made that connection. Yeah. Okay. Um, today at home, um, I just thought of dining room table because that's where we're doing it. That's true. Dining room table talk. Huh. Uh, Quarren talk. Um, anyway, uh, it's up in the air, and, and we're inviting some help. So we have we have an email, help name our podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can vote for those, JD, Dad's Right, Quarren talk, or... What was the other one I said? Dining room table talk or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, no, that's awful. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> uh, or any any of your ideas. We're we're open to ideas. Uh, let's keep it PG thirteen for the most part, though, with the ideas. Yeah, probably a good yeah. idea. All right. Uh, so, uh, as I mentioned before, my name's James. I uh, uh, Dylan's father, forty nine ish, and uh, grew up in Muskoka and and. Uh, Lived in the GTA for a while with a few years up in Yellowknife, three years. And that's a, a very little bit of my background, I imagine, over the over the next weeks. And we'll see how long it runs. Yeah, however long. We'll, we'll, uh, Until we we'll get expand bored. on that. That's right. <laughs> and uh, Dill. Uh, yeah, my name is Dylan McGuire. I'm my dad's son, which may shock you. Uh, and I'm 21. I spent most of my life also in the gta with three years up in yellowknife recently and then also um splitting my time with school in alberta so uh i like to think that's a bit interesting and in giving me a um sort of a various view on uh how things affect the country regionally all right our first segment uh that we're gonna gonna start doing is called best and worst and it's hard to ignore uh the the virus that's going around these days so it's the the best and worst of covid um and then obviously there's the best thing is is everybody can spend more time at home with their immediate families which is great but we're taking that off the table and and the worst thing is by far is dead is people the, the death the devastation that all the death so we're taking that off the table as well so the best and worst other than that dill yeah, so I would say, uh, and anyone who knows me, this probably wouldn't shock them. For me, I'd say the best thing is um, seeing uh, uh, the break that it's sort of giving the environment. And, you know, we see like the dolphins in Venice and uh, all those other nice, pretty things and maybe buying us uh, a year or two more to sort of solve um, the environmental crisis. And also, like, we see less planes in the air, which is nice uh quieter it's just sort of brings a little bit more peace to everything around is that the miami dolphins in venice <laughs> yes exactly venice oh. yeah and uh oh yeah and then worst for me uh i think for me very personally is i feel like i'm being shafted on my education a little bit yeah. i got cut uh like my schooling got cut and i'm in school to be an actor so we can't really do the online classes. So I was supposed to be in a production at the end of this year, and that entire class just got scrapped because there was no way to do it online. But you passed. I did. I passed. So that's not totally... Like technically, if you had to put it up and you did awful, you could have failed. 
That's true, <laughs> I guess. Although I would have been pretty bad to fail. Um, and uh, the, uh, another good thing is the one exam I had got canceled. Oh, nice. Nice. All right, for me, uh, the best that I've seen is uh, all the music uh, that people have been putting out on on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, that concert from, from yesterday, the Global Citizen concert was great. There's a lot of Dave Matthews stuff that I'm watching that's really good. Farm Aid was excellent. Um, close second is when you're, when you're shopping, though. And, and once, okay, lining up to get in kind of sucks. But once you're in, there's so much room in the stores. <laughs> you don't have to fight to get to the bananas. I love it. I haven't been to one, but when I went to the airport to fly here, I loved not waiting in line in security or anything yeah, like that. It's yeah. fantastic. I hate it people. It's nice. <laughs> Uh, the worst for me, uh, we have lots of time to do home improvement, which which is good. Um, that's not the worst at all. But my my home improvements gen- generally require two to four trips to to Canadian Tire or Home Depot, and, and in the now, same day. In the, yeah, absolutely. And now I I can't do that. I I needed something from Lowe's. I order it online, and it's a week later that you can finally go pick it up. And I appreciate them for being open and even having the ability to do that, but. It's just a bit frustrating when you hit a point in a project that would normally take me, uh, it would take somebody's handy two hours, it would take me six or seven, and then, but but now it takes me three weeks because I got to wait for parts, <laughs> so that's a little bit frustrating. All right, the next, the next segment we call uh, TNT, which is uh, Trudeau, Trudeau and, and Trump. Trump. That's right. Yeah. Let's... Uh, it can it can be broader than that, politi- just political. Yeah, yeah. But, but we'll start. So we'll generally be looking back on a week's time because we're going to try to do this every Sunday. But, but it, it being uh, the fact that this is the first one, and there's been many weeks since. The well, since the of beginning of time. Yes, really. there we has have, been many weeks. We since. have some time. We could go back a bit. Uh, yeah, but we'll keep it to probably what's still relevant. Maybe. <laughs> be a first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Um, so uh, looking back, I guess, on the past uh, little tiny bit of what's happening um, and comparing the two, you know, recently, it was maybe yesterday, two days ago, whatever, uh, Trudeau came out and increased the uh, eligibility for relief checks, uh, both personal and, and business, so that it's easier to get one. It used to be that you had to be making like um, something along the lines of you had to be making at least $1,000 uh, over the past however long and now it's just zero like you can you can just uh, get get right in there if you need the money and um, you know he's been following the advice of health officials listening to the doctors and uh, the World Health Organization which well more on that later and uh, um, working we see a lot of working along with other parties to make sure to get things done and sort of giving a more steady hand in 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 leadership um than we might see across the border where you know in a time of a world pandemic we see trump defunding the world health organization and denying some of the state's ventilators if he doesn't like them or slamming and blaming everything on it's the democrats fault nothing can be his fault obama's fault somehow and uh and you know you see the prime minister's briefings and he provides a steady hand um sort of a calming presence uh the occasional meme 
and uh, whereas Trumps are just sweaty. Don't speak moistly. Yeah, exactly. No speaking moistly. Um, I was a little moist saying that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and Trumps are kind of just like ramblings and insanity. And not not like insulting to the journalists. And the, my favorite my favorite uh, contrast was the early on in the pan when in the in the lockdown. Uh, Trudeau came out and and was thanking people and thanked the media and thanked them for reporting uh, to the to the citizens, getting the news out there, making sure that it was what was being told. And then you had on south of the border, you have you know whenever CNN or MSNBC asks him a question, ask Trump a question, he'll say, "Oh, that's a nasty question." Whenever they're trying to hold him to account it's a nasty question or it's an unfair question or it wasn't him or mm-hmm. they're doing a great job. And I, I just thought, I just thought Trudeau thanking the press was the right thing to do, but also sort of a backhanded shot at Trump, which made me laugh. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the difference is like, sure. If someone in the press asked Trudeau about a place where the government is failing, he's a politician. He's probably going to sidestep or, or not give a full answer, or, you know, like we're working on that or something like that. But it's, it's, it, I mean, I like to think it's at least better than Trump, who when you ask him about the place where the government is failing or has failed, um, he will just like flat out deny it, change the topic and blame the journalists and start insulting everyone left, right and center so that it's not his fault. Yeah, and then the, the defunding, I mean, lowering the funding not complete defunding but lowering the funding to who the who um it's it's i think it was something that he probably always wanted to do it's part of his general health care cuts it's not something that should be done especially at a time like this it makes no sense like if anything hasn't this proved that that he needs to extend health care funding within his country and worldwide because because you need to be have a presence somebody and the UN is the right body to do it I think so by extension the WHO and the new leader is obviously better than the leader that was in charge during the Ebola outbreak which wasn't handled great from my understanding but but this one is is being handled better and being praised by most leaders except for Trump because the WHO criticized Trump and praised China yeah so you know, whenever anybody criticizes them, they're going to get cut. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe it shouldn't have praised China. I have more to say on that later. But um, Trump, he's a nationalist. He's an isolationist. He, he's been waiting for these excuses to step back from global obligation. He, In his world, there is the United States. And, and well, in his world, there's him in no one else. And he sort of tries to project that as there's the United States. And we don't need to worry about anyone else but it's just a fool's errand to try to reverse globalization we live in a globalized society and that's not changing anytime soon yeah yeah and it's there's there's definitely you know it'd be nice if stuff was manufactured in canada it'd be nice but it's just you know it doesn't work that way it's not economical no and um i mean you can get into the whole theory about how intertying economies and making countries reliant on each other is part of what's more or less kept world peace since um, the uh, end of the the first or the second world war, and certainly since the end of the cold war. Yeah, but I mean, it is a bit taking advantage of 
this is a bit off topic, but it's taken advantage of. I mean, it's the poorer countries that do the manufacturing. Yes. Oh no, there's huge problems. I could get into the whole issue of global capitalism and how the entire global system is definitely based on um, uh, oppressing poorer countries, and that's essentially the job of the World Bank and the uh, International Monetary Fund. But you can, still can't reverse globalization. I think you can fix it. I think there are things to do to make it way better. But the internet alone will keep globalization alive and well. Yeah, yeah. And cat videos. <laughs> All right. And uh, I think we've, we've already touched on some uh, other interesting events of the week. And again, it, it says the week because we're, we're using a general template. Uh, it doesn't have to be the week. It can be from uh, the Big Bang until now um, for the first episode. So the first mm -hmm. episode maybe will be a bit longer. Uh, yeah. But you had some uh, some stuff. Actually, I just want to pop back to a couple segments ago with the best and worst because I did, I did want to say something about John Krasinski's. Krasinski, what's his uh, last name? Krasinski? Krasinski. Is it John Krasinski? That sounds right. Yeah, it sounds. I knew how to say it until you've now asked me like five times today, saying it five different ways, and I don't know anymore. Let's call it Krasinski. Okay, John Krasinski, the, Jim from The Office. Yeah, the some good, the American Office, the slightly less funny, but still good office. The better office. The, the, the original is the better. This is another podcast. Continue. The original <laughs> office. It has to be better. It's the original. A cover can't be better. Yeah, it can be. Oh. There's Bonnie Tyler's holding you out don't... for Hero, and then there's the by far uh, a million times more phenomenal Fairy Godmothers and Shrek's two holding out for a Hero. But you don't. The cover is it much better than the original. It doesn't exist if it's the original. That's fine. You can still take. Would you rather take an iPhone one over an iPhone ten? Because the the original can't be better than the newer one. That's different. Okay. Anyway, the Jim. From the <laughs> John, John Krasinski. I'm like 95 percent sure that's his name. The John Krasinski's uh, some good news. If you haven't had a chance to catch it on YouTube, uh, it, it's worth watching uh, to to help raise your spirits when you're stuck at home. Anyway, other interesting events of the week. Yeah. Um, so I saw. Well, I have two things. We'll start with one, which I think will be a shorter conversation than the next one. Um, but I saw today that uh, BC's government. Um, NDP minority government led by John Horgan under the support of the Greens uh, is apparently uh, getting ready to ease restrictions. They feel that they now have it more or less uh, at a controllable level and uh, supposedly this coming week or the next week they're going to start um, reopening things and, and, and like I said easing the restrictions which I think is interesting because I've not heard anything near that from any other uh, state or province. I know that New Zealand is planning to ease restrictions and Germany, I think, um, but I'd have to confirm that. Um, but that's that's the first time I've heard it on in our in our hemisphere. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you know how many cases they have? Have their cases started going down? I don't. I mean, I think they had the third highest in the country yeah. uh, after Quebec, then Ontario. Um, that I should say that doesn't necessarily mean that it was extraordinarily high. I think it was just over a thousand. Quebec's is insane, and Ontario is half of that, so BC was even less than that. But I mean, I I can't. I see you're looking it up. Um, but I can't. Shh. <laughs> Don't tell. <laughs> um, I can't imagine that it would 
start to uh, they would start to reopen the country uh, or the the province if it was going down. Uh, BC isn't third; it's fourth. The uh, eighteen thousand three hundred fifty-seven cases in Quebec, ten thousand five hundred seventy-eight in Ontario. Off the top of my head, uh, two thousand <laughs> five hundred sixty-two in Alberta. It's audio; they don't know. <laughs> 1,618 in B.C. Well, there you go. I, B.C. was in third um, a while ago. Um, I remember, I think, it was, I think it was last week B.C. was in third when I was checking. Maybe it was two weeks ago. Um, so the fact that they now dropped down into fourth um, shows that... Uh, Out of a medal position. What? <laughs> fourth. They don't get a medal anymore. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Um, yes, they're out of the medal position there. There, uh, so that must that to me signifies that they must be going down. Can you click on BC there and does it give you specific BC information? No, it's not that good an app. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, I will say this: um, only NDP government in the country right now, and it's the only province that seems to be having it under control in New Zealand. Well, we'll see if it's under control once these restrictions. True, I guess. Well, you know, time will tell. But also, New Zealand. Um, is uh, led by, uh, I think, the best world leader out there right now, Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, um, who is I, is known well in some circles, probably not, doesn't have global name recognition that she deserves, but she's a phenomenal uh, uh, person and, uh, and has been fantastic in leading her country through this, and they got ahead of it, and they cut it off, and uh, they're ready to open. And the reason I bring it up, New Zealand again, is because... She leads a very uh, left-wing uh, labor government yeah. in uh, yeah. New Zealand. Yeah, but it's New Zealand. It's a little bit easier to control than, the, say, Canada or the States or the ballpark of Europe. That's okay. It's okay. It's New Zealand. That's. I mean, it's, if it's not the best country to go to for this, then they're doing something wrong. That's true. Okay. I'm taking nothing away from, from the prime minister there. I think she's excellent. Uh, she was on Stephen Colbert. Anybody who goes on Stephen Colbert, but that's true. well, but uh, not everyone. Yeah, well, he wasn't prime minister, president when he went on. No, I was, I was actually thinking of Chris Christie, who's uh, oh, okay, yeah. Republican, gov- former Republican governor of New Jersey. He seems like a very nice man. He was a terrible governor. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I you know, it's hard to compare. I think it's difficult to compare somewhere like New Zealand's trouble. I mean, can you hear the dog barking in the background? That is our annoying dog, Leia. Uh, someone. Trying, trying to control it in New Zealand, it's just set up for control, right? It's okay. an island. Okay, but... It's, it's a small population. Okay. It's, I... it's set up for control. It's expensive to go there, so not a lot of people go. That's true. Well, I mean, I think it has a pretty booming... I mean, it's Middle Earth. Yeah. The tourism well, industry yeah, must yeah, absolutely, be pretty... Absolutely, but I, I don't... I, I, I would say it's easier to control than in, for example, the U.S. or pretty much anywhere in Europe, except for Russia, where it's a dictatorship basically anyway, so they have to do what they tell you, or well, you get shot. Yeah, and then you just can't believe the numbers coming out of um, Russia anyway. Uh, okay. Are we done? Um, do you have anything else for this? Uh... Well, yeah. Okay. Are you Googling um, something? I am Googling. You keep talking. I need, to, I need to... I think I have another argument loaded, but I just need to double-check some numbers, so you just keep talking about something for a little bit. I have nothing. <laughs> um, well, okay, I'll tell you what I'm looking up yeah. uh, is um, New Zealand's sort of like uh, numbers versus, uh, you know, in regards to the, the, the plague um, versus 
Austri- oh, I got a message and it was just... Uh, <laughs> Versus Australia. Yeah, which is another sort of like... Island, is- but I, I think it's a bigger... Po- it's definitely a bigger population. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more big cities and that's where it's harder to control. That's true. Okay. What is I, the biggest city in in New Zealand? And what's the population of the biggest city in New I, Zealand? I don't think I can name like, a city like in New Zealand. It, <laughs> probably it's uh, no offense to the New Zealanders out there. I'm a big I want to go. It's 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 on my bucket list to go, but 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 I think the sheep outnumber the people. I mean, I mean uh the the folk band from New Zealand, the comedy folk duo from New Zealand are my favorite. Um, and I can't remember Jerome and yeah, they're Brett. called Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords, thank you. I, I I don't enjoy them that much, but I do love New Zealand and and think um, Australia's okay. Yeah, obviously much higher population. They have like six thousand six hundred and six confirmed cases uh, cases and seventy deaths, and then four thousand two hundred thirty recovered. Um, New Zealand one thousand ninety eight confirmed cases 912 recovered and 12 deaths so obviously australia's numbers are much better uh like bigger yeah but if you look at the percentages off the top I mean, of my head rough math new zealand's doing better look at p then compared to pei yeah pei's doing i think worse than than uh saskatchewan i think oh yeah i have no idea actually i don't think that's true i think it's <laughs> like i i that that's you know what pretend i didn't say that i don't think that's true at all I, I cannot back that up. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, one more thing. Um, the other interesting thing I saw is in China, where it all started, way back, you know, back in the days when we were seeing the, seeing the numbers start to come out of Wuhan, and uh, and I was sitting in the dressing room with my friends at school and saying, ah, it will never leave China, they'll be fine, back in those days. Um, that actually gives me credit, I'm sure, that story. Um Wuhan recently added uh, 1,290 victims to its total uh, count. Um, so that's deaths? After, that's deaths. After, like, days and days of saying, we have no new victims, and now they're saying, well, we have 1,290 more, but we just miscounted. Um, they're saying, they were claiming uh, overworked hospitals and um, sort of, like, bad, just bad organization off the top, which... I, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. It, uh, honestly, I'll tell you why it's almost believable to me is because if if you had an extra 1,200, 1,300 people dead, you'd bleed them into the system over time if you were trying to sort of not yes. cover it up. Yeah, okay. You wouldn't yes. just say, oh, oops, sorry, uh, oops. But, but when was the last time you heard of China coming out and saying, oops, we made a mistake? Like, the fact... Oh, well, the I mean, I mean, what... Maybe this is bleeding it in. Maybe there's actually 12,000 and this is just mm. 10%. Yeah, that's true. Um, it uh, So that number brings up, by the way, to 3,869 reported deaths in Wuhan, which makes the Chinese total 4,632. Um, so the vast majority just in the one city. But I, I think that if it's the truth, if, what, if that's the truth, they're saying it because it was about to get out or they're and they're trying to get ahead of the game probably or or it could be that it could be that they're just going to slowly like oh there was a little bit more oh there was actually just a few more and uh and that just goes like um you know uh i said earlier about the who uh world health organization praising china's handling of the crisis there's long been um 
questions about China's influence over the World Health Organization and saying it has too much influence. I don't know um, if that's true. There are stories um, to confirm that. There's, um, if you're interested, look up the Bruce. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna screw up his name, but it's Bruce Aylward, Allward, something like that. He's an epidemiologist from Canada. He was the assistant uh, director general of the World Health Organization, or one of the assistant director generals. And he was the co-leader of the WHO-China Joint Mission on Coronavirus Disease 2019. Um, he was supposed to appear before a committee in Canada, abruptly, abruptly just cancelled that. Um, during an interview with the Taiwanese, with uh, the Taiwanese media, he, um, uh, Taiwan asked, hey, um, is, are you going to help us get into the World Health Organization or the United Nations? Um, and he pretended he said oh sorry couldn't hear the question and then she said it's okay i'll ask it again and he said no we can just move on to the next one <laughs> um so there's there is this controversy over how much um sway china has i don't know how much i actually buy it because i don't know why they would have sway because if you look at numbers um before donald trump made the cuts the united states was a way bigger financial contributor to the world health organization than china china's was was minuscule they probably still are bigger than China, they, oh, even after be, the cut. I, I wouldn't be surprised. The, um, the, there's, I mean, there's definitely problems with the with the WHO, just as there is with the UN. It, it all could be improved, and it all comes down to uh, just power hungry people, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's that's the issue. I would say though that the World Health Organization is one of the few international agencies that you can probably say has done more good than bad or nothing because um, if you well if you look at their record on uh like vaccine advocation polio malaria um all these things where they helped to eradicate if not drastically reduce the amount of cases worldwide of these terrible um diseases i we would be in a much worse situation if it was not for the World Health Organization. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't the World Health Organization that came up with the polio cure. No. Maybe, maybe they but, helped distribute it and did some info on it, but they didn't they didn't come up with it. No, but they certainly helped get global access to it. Um it's I I mean I think I'd have to do more research on it. From what I understand though, it's definitely something I'd rather have than not have. Yeah. And I think the UN's the same thing. I just think they both probably need to be tweaked. And it, and I think uh, it's it's just difficult to get people that are, uh, you know, just altruistic in there that are absolutely doing it for the right reasons for the betterment of the planet. Uh, yeah, no, I'm sure. And it's... that's hard to do. And it doesn't take many uh, rotten apples to spoil a bunch. But yeah, definitely agree. Something that's better to have than not have. What's this last point you wrote here? Um. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Another interesting thing I saw... Uh, totally unrelated to politics or the Wuhan virus, um, but uh, scientists, and I, I'm not a scientist, I do not know much about science at all, really, but I looked at an article that showed um, um, uh, something about the way a star was dancing around a black hole, um, and it was the first time that we've ever observed this, and... Hip-hop? Was it based hip on No. <laughs> um, Busting a move? But, uh, yeah, well, it was. it was like... It's hammer time spiraling corkscrewing i don't know um the backspin thing that the they do yeah that's it sure okay. um and it was going around a black hole and it was exactly like 
exactly moving the way that Einstein predicted it would happen if it was ever observed. Yeah. Um, which I think is, in general, from my understanding of the Einstein theories, is in the the it, it holds up until you get to very small particles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's better than I could do. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's 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 very good. It's just the problem is you you know like that's a lot of the a lot of the world is made up of that dark matter, the small particles that don't act like Einstein, and that's when you have to get into quantum physics and stuff like that. But yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, isn't it? It is. All right, uh, for our last segment this week, it's uh, just the best things that we saw this week. Didn't have to be on TV, just anything that uh, you saw while you were, uh, again, this week, but it can be beforehand. I got to tell you, I like uh, sitting in my living room with a coffee, and we have a bird feeder out back that I can look at from my window, and and, uh, we have a couple, a few cardinal pears that come, and some woodpeckers, and some purple finches, and gold finches, and it's just very relaxing to sit and watch and uh, and have a coffee and watch the birds. And also, we were there was a bit of a windstorm and we we uh, prematurely put up our our gazebo and uh, the windstorm took it over, put it on its side on the deck. And uh, my, my daughter Madeline was in the kitchen. She's like, uh, "Dad!" So then we were out there holding it until. Uh, my wife Jean came down, and then we, we we managed to grab it, set it back up. Now it's tied down, so the wind hasn't taken it anywhere. A couple of broken pieces, but in, uh, just a few more trips to Canadian Tire <laughs> Lowe's, and I think I can get it back back to ship shape. This is the second gazebo that we oh, yeah. nearly lost yeah. to a natural yeah. uh, phenomenon. Well, the, other the, one, the other one did lose. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. This one nearly fell victim. You got on it. The other one collapsed under snow when yeah, we, didn't take we it down tried on to. Time. Well, yeah, I. I, I I don't know if you people know or not, but I I spend some of my time overseas for work. And, Why would they uh, know that? They wouldn't. Well, it depends who's listening. I Al- guess. Almost everybody that's listening to this probably knows. No, that's <laughs> fair. I know. I know Todd. Todd, who's you, my girlfriend's father, he said he was going to listen to it if we did it. Yeah. So he would actually he would know because I mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. See, he knows. Okay. Yeah. Hi, I Todd. apologize, Todd, for the for the. This is our first one. I'm assuming it's going to be like a TV show where. You know, the first season of Seinfeld was not good, and then it got better. I've only seen a few episodes of Seinfeld, and they weren't good. They no. were in the first season, though, so... Yeah, okay, then that's it. The first season of Seinfeld, yeah, it gets better. It gets better over time. The actors mature, the characters mature, it gets funnier. I'm assuming the same sort of thing's going to happen here. Okay. Uh, yeah, so anyway, the, the we, we decided... Uh, Madeline was enjoying the, the gazebo. We, had, we took a TV out there at night, and we could watch TV... Apple TV, stream some stuff, movies and that, and sit outside and got her out of the house, which was great. And uh, Out of the house onto the back deck. Yeah, but outside. It was nice. We all sat out there. There was a fire patio watching TV. It was nice. So we thought, I thought it could go one more trip. I think it was October. Um, and uh, it, it couldn't. It was a, <laughs> there was an early snowstorm and uh, yeah. It, it died. Yeah. May it rest in peace. It is it does not uh did not take the weight of the snow well. Two thousand nineteen to two thousand nineteen. <laughs> no, it was old. Was it? It was our neighbors. Oh, uh Tony's? Tony's Yeah, it was Tony's. Tony gave it to us. Oh that was nice of Tony. I hope he does sorry Tony if you're listening. I doubt Tony's listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
right. Um, oh yeah, me. Okay. Um, best thing I saw this week. Uh, I I'm 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 gonna go a little bit cheesy. I FaceTime with my girlfriend earlier in the week, and she's the best thing I see every week. Um, and now I've said that once, I don't have to say it again. <laughs> it's in the bank. I think you have to say it every week. I okay. Well, or then, we can add it, that as like an exception. That's true. Or I'll yeah. start it, and then what I'll do is second best thing I see every week. Okay. Yeah. I did. If we're gonna go second best thing I saw this week, um, uh, it. Uh, I went out. I, I went. Took took Leia for a walk, and Leia's one of our dogs, not yeah. our daughter. <laughs> uh, I was just like did a walk around the house with my coffee and Bailey's, and it was, I don't know, just nice to see the morning grass and the trees, and there's a blue sky, and I don't know, it was just a nice scene. Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for uh, listening, for those that made the time. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday. uh, Maybe we'll have it named by then. Maybe. We'll see. Doubt it. Bye. Bye.